Tired of feeling anxious? Frustrated by your aches and pains? Do you want that tightness in your body to just go away? Well, I can help you feel good again with my virtual body, R&R. VBR releases physical tension in the body by using breathing and mental imagery techniques that calm the mind, relax the body, and allow you to move with ease. Go to PassionateHealthAdvocate.com and sign up for your virtual body R&R today. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShutler, and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm going to help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining another Health Success Story episode. Health success stories are episodes where everyday people turn into their own health advocate superstar. I'm here with Alice Shakina, a 50-year-old mediator and California resident. Her favorite binge series during COVID is This Is Us. Alice had been struggling with steady weight gain and digestive issues since her mid-40s. Now we are going to hear how she was diagnosed with leaky gut syndrome and turned her life around. Hi, Alice. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Great. Thank you so much for being here and being willing to share your health success story. We're really excited to hear what happened and um, maybe we can learn something from what's been going on with you. I'm excited to talk about it and share with everybody. Okay. So would you like to tell us um, what your story is about? Sure. Um, I would say probably three or four years ago, I started putting on weight really slowly, but like steadily. So it basically just kept going on and on. And I don't think that I was uh, making any drastic changes to my lifestyle. So I've I've always been like a slim person. Um, I am now 50. So probably in my mid forties, I started gaining weight and People asked me, you know, do you have hypothyroidism? So I went to the doctor, had a check, went to see a nutritionist, went to see a naturopath doctor and saw a lot of different people to try to figure out what was going on. One of the things very early on that was interesting to me is that when I got my thyroid checked, uh, they gave me the results and the nutritionist took a look at the results and said, look, Alice, you're in the normal range, but you're at the very bottom of normal. So she said, it's possible you're already starting to have some kind of problems, but the Western doctors are not going to alert it because you have not fallen outside of that normal range. Got it. So, you know, Eastern medicine doctors, naturopaths, nutritionists, they have a tendency to look with a little bit more of a microscope than Western medicine. I feel like Western medicine, they're like, if you're in the normal range, you're great. Like, we don't want to talk to you. We don't want to see you. Like, you're good. Um, Other people have a tendency to look a little bit more closely and say, okay, 
So you're in the normal range, but it's still low. You might want to take a look at that. And, and that might be the issue. So that was going on for a bit. And then I ended up gaining quite a bit of weight. I think I gained maybe 40 pounds over four years. And I really needed to figure out like why and to stop that. So um, I spoke to about three nutrition coaches and tried to figure out what was going on. And we determined that there was a lot of inflammation. Um, and also when they asked about my bowel movements, something that I didn't really think about too often, it turns out that like probably half of the week, I was having upset stomachs and diarrhea, but it had become so normal to me. And so, you know, it was just frequent that I no longer really thought much about it. So it wasn't was it like that before you started gaining weight? Um, a little bit. Yes. I had like multiple issues of Giardia. So, uh, during the time that I had Giardia, I had upset stomachs like for a year at least. And then I had another year after being, um, like cured of Giardia that I still had like ongoing digestive issues. And then I was told by a doctor friend of mine, like, oh yeah, it can take a long, long time, many, many months for your gut to heal. Mm. And if you suffer from Giardia for over a year, the chances of you like suffering from digestive issues for like a year or more after that said, she said it's kind of normal. So I've had that kind of stuff happening before. So when I was suffering for like, you know, three or four days a week, it didn't really alarm me. Right. That makes sense. And so finally, um, about a year ago, I got, I got on the journey to get better. So I, I was trying, but I wasn't really trying super hard. So, and by that, I mean like really doing lots of research, trying to talk to specialists, taking lots and lots of tests. And so um, I initially started off with a friend of mine who said, you know, Hey, I can totally help you with this. I'm really, um, knowledgeable about like weight gain, weight loss, inflammation, and that sort of thing. And so I got on a diet with her where we cut out all wheat. We got got rid of dairy. We got rid of alcohol. We got rid of sugar. Did I say wheat already? Mm -hmm. Got rid of those things, right? And Mm -hmm. so once we got rid of all those things, I started to lose weight. And, um, and so then that was good. But then what happened is I started to, um, plateau after only losing about eight pounds. So that also was very upsetting to me because I was really eating clean. I wasn't eating any processed foods. And so then I moved on in my journey and hired a naturopath doctor. The naturopath doctor said, look, we have to do tests because we don't know what's going on. And I cannot just treat you just by you telling me what's going on. Right. So we did a bunch of tests and then she determined that I had leaky gut. And so then when she determined I had leaky gut, she said, we need to find out, um, we have to do a food sensitivity test. Uh, so we did that. And then once we did the food sensitivity test, the results came back showing that I was pretty much allergic to everything I've been eating. <laughs> wow. Can you, can you tell us um, what leaky gut is? So leaky gut is when um, your stomach lining is now permeable. So it's not like chunks of food are leaving, but probably at a cellular level, things are going through your stomach lining into your bloodstream. And so when that happens, 
it's not supposed to happen, right? So you're not mm-hmm. normally getting like cellular level of your food going into your bloodstream. So because it's not normally supposed to happen, when it happens, your body starts to create um, like antibodies against that food because it sees it as an invasive uh, thing coming in. Got so it. it'll start to create inflammation mm-hmm. and it will start to react, um, you know, uh, like an allergy or sensitivity. And so if you eat the same type of foods, which what I am prone to do, doing, um, you start to get a sensitivity. And if a sensitivity increases, it will become an allergy. Wow. Yeah. But I still had sensitivities. And so what this test result gives back is how sensitive you are. Are you mildly sensitive, medium, or highly sensitive to these things? And so there are a lot of things on there, you know, like tomatoes, you know, like tomatoes are is in like every Indian dish and every Italian dish. Yes. Pizzas, like everything. It's so a staple. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, oh, so even if I'm not eating tomatoes, I'm eating a lot of things, a tomato paste in it. Right. And so suddenly that wiped out entire culinary dishes for me that I could mm-hmm. no longer eat. It said that I was highly sensitive to shrimp, which I love to eat. Um, and just a lot of foods that are not necessarily unhealthy, but my body was reacting. Oh, another really good one. Eggs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So not another all- staple for many yeah, people. <laughs> so I was eating like two eggs a day for breakfast. That was like my regular breakfast. And, and the test result was like highly sensitive to egg. Oh, wow. So if I continue to eat them, I will continue to deal with inflammation and my body will become more and more sensitive to those foods. And so in order to start healing, I have to stop eating all of those foods. So then um, that naturopath doctor put me on an even stricter diet than what I already felt like I was on. She said, okay, not only do you have to stop eating all the things that you stopped eating, you need to stop eating meat as well. And I was like, really? She said, I want you to go on an all plant-based diet. And on top of that, you need to like stop eating all the foods that you're sensitive to. So I What said, did that leave you? hardly anything. And then what's even worse is not only did it leave me with hardly anything. She also said, you need to rotate your diet, like what you're eating. And I was like, I don't know how to rotate like five things. It was really, really difficult. And I asked her like, how long do I have to do this? And I was hoping she would say 30 days. And she said 60 days. And I was like, oh, that's so long. So I had to really prepare for that. I did not just jump into that um, cleanse. Mm -hmm. I literally waited 30 days to just mentally prepare myself. It was kind of like mentally preparing yourself for doing a marathon or triathlon, anything like, yeah, you have to wrap your brain around everything that you're giving up. Absolutely everything. And that your life is going to be super dull when it comes to eating. (laughs) So I did that cleanse for 60 days. I got through it. Um, and then I was able to lose a little bit more weight. But to this point, it's been about a year now. And I think I've lost about 13 or 14 pounds, so only like one pound a month, which is so, so slow. Um, and and what, what would be like a, a pace that you'd want to be losing weight? Well, I believe that a slow amount, an acceptable slow amount is one pound per week is acceptably slow. Is that what doctors tell you? Um, Yeah, I've read places. I don't know that they came necessarily from doctors or nutritionists, but um, I've read like, hey, if you want to go 
slowly, they're like, make sure you just lose one pound a week. Like don't go faster than that. Mm -hmm. Um, but mine is like (laughs) four times slower than that. So, um, on top of all of the restrictions, I decided to also add intermittent fasting to my lifestyle. So I've been doing that since last summer. Um, and I feel like it definitely is helping. Uh, and I, and I probably, uh, fast between 16 to 20 hours a day. Wow. Okay. That's real Uh, intermittent fasting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As folks know, who listened to the, the previous episode about intermittent fasting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but however, I usually will not lose weight unless I fast for 20 hours. So I had to do like multiple 20 hours and I'm not to the level that I feel comfortable uh, at all <laughs> doing 20 hours in multiple days in a row. So usually what I end up doing is 18 hours and I will just coast, meaning I'm maintaining my weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I try to avoid all the foods that I am sensitive to. Uh, and I also try to avoid all the foods that are like on the no do not eat list. Right. So anything that's dairy, like I eat a yogurt that is like coconut based, like plant-based yogurt. It's not dairy based at all. I have bread that's keto. Um, I eat, uh, I eat yogurt that is goat's milk. Um, because that's apparently like better for you than cow's milk. Um, so pretty much everything I eat, I substitute, there is an egg substitute called just egg and it's plant-based. So I have switched everything over so that I can eat without harming myself. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who's also a nutrition coach and she said, yeah, it can take seven years for every single cell in your stomach lining to replace itself. Like just over the course of shedding so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. normal, if it takes several years for your gut to get better, it has gotten much better meaning I do not have diarrhea like three or four times a week. Most of the time I don't have it once. Congratulations. So that's good. Um, Maybe, maybe it's once a week, but sometimes it's not even once a week, right? Maybe it's once Mm -hmm. a week. So it's a lot less. Wow. That's actually a big improvement. Yes. Um, And I have to say like once in a while, when I decide I want to cheat, I pay for it dearly with a lot of pain. I had a breakfast burrito not too long ago. And I knew when I was eating it, well, first of all, it tasted really delicious, but I knew when I was eating it, it had flour in the tortilla. It had tomatoes in the salsa. It had egg, which I'm not supposed to eat. And it had sausages, which is high in sodium. And I ate it anyway. And I had a terrible stomach ache. Like a yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Now, now you're going to know you're going to have immediate uh, repercussions of the choices. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a, a long journey. It's not completed yet. I'm still on the way. But one of the things I'd love to mention is that, you know, I hear different people saying like, I'm trying everything and I'm, like nothing is happening or I can't lose weight or what have you. And I really feel like if someone is struggling, they should definitely get a food sensitivity test. Mm, that was good advice. Very, very eye-opening for me. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea that all the food I was eating was causing inflammation. Right. Right. Eggs every day, putting salsa on the eggs, like literally every single thing I was eating was causing inflammation. Um, without knowing, because I'm thinking, well, I'm staying away from processed foods, I'm eating normal foods, but it didn't matter because my body was uh reacting to all of the things i'm eating and when you do those um what is it uh 
elimination diets. Mm-hmm. There's so many foods that you probably eat in a given year that it would take you like a long, long time to do an elimination diet. When you do that food sensitivity, like for me to find out that I'm sensitive to 30 different things, it would have taken a very long time if I did the elimination diet. Okay. So this path was brought you much quicker doing the food sensitivity. Okay. And that was through your naturopath. Yeah. That was through my naturopath. Okay. Oh yeah. It's the passionate health advocate dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. You said you did the cleanse for uh, six weeks. What was the outcome of that? Did you talk about that with your naturopath? Like, okay, now you're, you're cleansed and we can move forward with a different diet or what happened after that? Oh, well, one of the things I forgot to mention is that during the cleanse, she recommended like a gazillion like um, uh, pills, all kinds of um, supplements. So supplements for adrenal glands, Mm-hmm. supplements for your liver, supplements for your kidneys, supplement, like a lot. And they're really high grade, high, you know, high end uh, supplements. So I, I was probably taking 15 pills a day and some of them multiple times a day, like two or three times a day. Um, I also took uh, some digestive uh, enzymes to help with the digestive. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I did that as well. And then we talked about, you know, what happened, what's interesting. And I don't know if it's because I started a diet prior to the cleanse, meaning I wasn't eating like a lot of processed foods. By the time I, by the time I started the cleanse, I had already been eating cleanly for eight months. Oh yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the, a few of the things that she was hoping to see did not occur. For example, she was expecting me to feel like a ton of, of energy, mm-hmm. right? You're like, mm-hmm. I have so much more energy, but I didn't, but I feel like it's because I was already eating cleanly. <laughs> like it wasn't like I was sluggish from eating poor, you know, having poor nutrition. Okay. So you felt like you had pretty decent energy going into the cleanse by already making that change. Yes. Okay. So that was not a result that she was expecting. She was expecting me to have more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, she was expecting me to sleep better. I was already sleeping. Like literally when I, my, my head hits the pillow, I'm asleep. Oh, nice. Didn't have any issues. So she was like, are you sleeping any better? And I was like, I was already sleeping well. So I don't know if I can sleep any better because I fall asleep when I fall asleep and I wake up either right before the alarm goes off or when the alarm goes off, I can wake up right away. So there are a lot of things that I feel like um, I was already healthy and already, Mm -hmm. it was already functioning. And so it wasn't a result of the cleanse, if that makes sense. Yes, that does make sense. Yeah. So for me, the biggest difference has been like having a system that's not breaking every every other day, right. Where I'm in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. upset stomach or diarrhea or something like that. Um, and that I'm able to lose weight, um, because now I kind of know, okay, if I do X, Y, and Z and I drink water and you know, water is also super, super important. Like you're supposed to drink like half your weight in ounces of water a day, Mm -hmm. which for me is really difficult. It's 80 ounces a day. And that's a lot. 
for, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll be yeah. lucky to make 50 or 60 ounces. Like to get to 80 is like an extra push. So what's interesting is for me, I have, have learned that I have to line up a lot of things. Like I have to make sure I get that water. I have to make sure I eat cleanly. I have to make mm-hmm. sure I fast 20 hours, right? So if I do all of those things, then I'll lose weight. So then at least I know if I'm not losing weight, at least I know why. Like I might say to mm-hmm. myself, well, I fasted for 20 hours, but I only drank 50 ounces of water. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. All the things do not line up. And it's really hard for you know me to line everything up every single day. Sure. Then I'm like, okay, now I know why. But knowing why is helpful because then I know how to actually push it forward. Mm-hmm. If I know that I didn't lose weight because I failed, because I didn't drink enough water, that's much better than me wondering like, why didn't I lose weight? Right. It's super right. frustrating. And then it can just make you lose motivation, right? So at mm-hmm. least packing everything and you understand what's going on and you know why you didn't lose weight. It's because, oh, I screwed up on the water bit of it or, oh, I had a piece of cake or whatever. At least I know that. Um, and, you know, I, I do feel like my gut health is getting better for sure. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. That's good. So I, I am glad about that. Yeah. So, but it's, it's a very long journey. Like if anyone thinks like, oh, two months, three months, no, how about two years, three years? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were dealing with this for a long time. And so to come back from it, but you're on that trajectory. So as far as weight, so you gained about 40 pounds and where are you at now with the weight and what is your goal? Like, what are you, what are you aiming for? Or is, is it more about? the lifestyle? Are you trying to reach something or maintain? What no, is it for you? I still want to lose about 15 more pounds. So I'm mm-hmm. going to guess that at the rate I'm going, that's in about a year and three months from now. So maybe in the summer of 2022. Um, so yeah, that's my goal. So I'm trying to get there, but it's slow going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. But you're as far as, um, I mean, it sounds like great that you're sleeping well, and uh, your digestion. I mean, that's huge. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of us deal with issues like that and we just chalk it off as it's normal because it has become normal. I mean, yeah. can you see a difference with yourself? Were you not sleeping well before? Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I was fine sleeping, but I definitely know that I was not paying attention to how sick my body was getting. Do you know what I mean? Like, because Mm -hmm. it was becoming typical, common, normal, whatever. And you start to accept it as like, well, this is how my life is, or this is how my body functions. And you have, and you can just um, minimize to yourself what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important for people to listen to their bodies. And if they're having something that's not functioning, even if it's even as minor as it seems, right? So I might think like, okay, so I'm getting diarrhea like a few times a week, like who cares? But actually something else is going on underneath that, right? Yes, yes. And that's what's really important to think about. Like, even if I could live with it, even if I'm like, oh, it's a minor inconvenience, it's not causing me a ton of pain. There's like something bad happening that I was not paying attention to. There's like inflammation, leaky gut going on, my body becoming more and more sensitive to like more and more foods as I'm eating them. Right. And so Mm -hmm. all of those things could still be true if I had not listened to my body and decided like, I really need to figure out what's going on. Like what, what is happening to me? Why is this going on? 
right? Yeah, yeah, it's big. It's a lot. And you said you um, you said within the last year is when you really decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on this. What was that turning point for you to make this decision of of really investing into figuring out what's going on with you? Partially because I was in denial before that. I was thinking like, okay, eventually I, my body will just have to stop gaining weight. Like it can't just keep going, right? I was like, mm-hmm. it can't possibly. And so I was like in denial for a couple of years. And eventually I was like, okay, it seems that it's not stopping. <laughs> like as long as I'm doing nothing about it, I'm working out, I'm exercising, I'm eating like I normally eat. And the doctors would always say stuff like, like Western doctors would say, oh, it's calories in, calories out, and you're getting old and your metabolism is slowing down. So just like cut your calories in half. And I, I just never felt that, that was like really helpful. <laughs> I was like, that's not helpful whatsoever. Yeah. So, um, so I wanted to look into other alternatives, but I did feel like, okay, if I continue to be in denial about the fact that this is going to continue in the same trajectory, I would have been like heavier and heavier every single year. Yeah. I was probably 10 pounds a year. So that would be almost one pound a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Well, I'm glad that shift happened. And I know that's not easy. I mean, anybody listening, it's like to go through that. I, I mean, that's always the first step, right? When we accept, and that's usually the hardest one. So I'm glad that you were able to accept what was happening and really find support that you needed. And and doing these tough choices and these lifestyle changes that I'm hoping will soon feel, uh, that will feel normal. That will feel normal and it won't be so challenging and you will be rewarded by, you're already rewarded by your sleep and by your energy, um, but be rewarded by the weight that you want to be at as well. So that's good. It's definitely, um, it's much easier now to give up all the things that I, you know, don't want to eat, but it's, I feel like a lot of the journey is mental. Like you have mm-hmm. to be like, okay. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I took time to, to do the cleanse. Cause I, it's kind of like saying goodbye to all these foods that you really right. like. Yeah, so you it totally makes sense. Saying like, let me eat this for the last time or the second to last time or the third to last time. Like, let me enjoy it. So I feel like that ritual mm-hmm. is really important mm-hmm. to become successful at giving up food, right? Especially if you have a tendency to like really relish food or you like certain foods. Sure. Say like, I'm going to eat it. This is my last month. I'm going to eat as whatever I want of it, knowing that I'm going to release it. So I think that's really critical. If you jump in too soon and you're not emotionally ready or you're not mentally ready for it, uh, you, you can trip yourself up because later you're like, oh, I really wanted that because you didn't say goodbye appropriately. I feel like it's important to say goodbye to the things that especially if you're an emotional eater to be able to say like, I need to say goodbye to this food because I'm not going to eat it anymore. And so I felt like that month I prepared, I prepared myself just by saying goodbye to all the things so that I'm not freaking out about it when they're gone from my life. Well, that's really, really smart. I'm glad you set yourself up for success that way, because whether you call it saying goodbye to the food or just, you know, thanking it for how much you've enjoyed it. And it's like, you know, we release the old and on with the new and bringing in a new way of, of being, but that's, that's great. That's great that you had that month. And, uh, it sounds like that's some really good advice for anybody listening that it ha- is dealing with either leaky gut or something similar where you have to change or really alter your diet. That sounds really helpful. I mean, I definitely encourage people if they have digestive issues to go find out what's actually happening. Like, 
go get the resources, go find the doctors who can help you, the nutritionists and the naturopath doctors, because, um, yeah, that's, that's step one. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's a big step, but it can take you on a whole nother path. Yes. But it's a good path, right? It's a path to wellness and and healing. Yeah. Yeah. So with the advice you said, is there any other, uh, advice you want to give to, to listeners? Um, I would say be gentle on yourself. I have seen, I'm in parts of like groups where people are trying to heal or, you know, and do not beat yourself up. Do not, do not, do not. It's the worst thing you can do. If you're going to beat yourself up, you might as well consider that you've eaten like a giant chocolate pie all by yourself. Like don't do it. It's a long game. And if you mess up today, like who cares? You have another day tomorrow. I see a lot of people who beat themselves up, feel bad about it get discouraged, beat themselves up some more. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Just get on the path. And if you're, it's like, if you're riding a bicycle, if you fall off the bike, guess what you do? You just brush yourself off, check to make sure you're not badly injured and then get back on the bicycle and go. Don't guilt yourself. Don't like, do not engage in any negativity. If you're on the path to wellness and you screw up, like be gentle on yourself and be like, that's okay. It's okay. One day, tomorrow you'll be fine. You know, you should be that parent to yourself. You know how the parents are like, it's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. It's not a big deal. Like you need to be that parent to your inner child. That's so true. I, yeah, that's such a, thank you. That's such great advice. I always like to say, it's like, be your own best friend, which is really challenging for people, myself included. That's why I say it, but wow. I'm so glad this is, this is so great to hear your positive outlook over all the challenges that you had and the progress that you're making. And I'm sure this can really give some major insight and possibly inspiration for others listening that there is another way to be. And even if it's a longer road than you anticipated, it'll get easier on the road for sure. Absolutely. It will get easier. And like things that I really wanted to eat before I'm okay with not eating anymore. I'm like, okay, it's fine. You know, and then you find substitutes for everything. Like, um, one of the things that I substitute now for sugar is monk fruit sweetener. Mm. That's, that's like totally fine to consume. Like it's not like sugar and it doesn't function in your body like sugar does, but it tastes just like sugar. So if you really, really wow, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also a protein bar that I love to eat, which is really, really low in sugar, only three grams. And so I scoured the shelves to find (laughs) the lowest sugar, which is actually low. Most uh, protein bars have about 12 grams of sugar. Mm -hmm. Find one that has three and that, you know, you're getting mostly protein is really awesome. But yeah, Yeah. like we're lucky that we live in 2021 trying to eat healthily because there's so many options out there for substitutes. Right. If we lived in the 1970s, like we would not have any of those things. No, we'd have TV dinners. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be back to our TV dinners. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, you don't even have like a, a variety of salads like you do now, right? Like, oh, I know. Up, it's endless. It was just like one kind of lettuce. I think it was like <laughs> iceberg lettuce or something. It was something terrible. <laughs> that, but that means salad, at least where I grew up. Iceberg <laughs> lettuce just means salad. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so there, there are ways to get around all the different, and there's so many keto products too. So people are trying to stay away from the gluten. There's a lot of ways to do it. And there's a keto, like pizza crust thing that I purchased and it, yes, everything has a tendency to be more expensive, but guess what? It's your health. 
is worth it. Exactly. Exactly. It is worth it to see another day, live another year. It's, and, and not just live another year. It's like to be able to take on life, right. To be able to do the things you want to do and feel better. That's really good. And people live like people are living longer and longer. So you want to try to keep your quality of life high, right? Exactly. Exactly. So what would you say your biggest lesson through all of this? If you had to sum up your biggest lesson for yourself in this journey. Let's see. My biggest lesson is um, really to avoid sugar as much as possible. (laughs) I mean, I spent a lifetime eating sugar, right? I mean, I'm Uh not a huge like sugar addict or anything like that, but it never really um, I never came to the realization of how bad it can react in your body. Mm-hmm. Like how, how, so I'm not even talking about consuming large quantities of it. Just right. small amounts of it can be really unhealthy. And so to be able to cut those things out. And even I also didn't really realize that dairy can be so inflammatory. Yeah. So, you know, but the biggest overall lesson that I learned is to really understand your nutrition. Mm. like if you just eat without knowing what you're eating um it's really hard to attain your goals your health goals you have to understand you know nightshades for example a lot of people don't even know that nightshades can be very detrimental for some people to eat mm-hmm. you know and people might even there are some people who might even say well what what vegetables are considered nightshades right? So it could be right. eggplant, it could be tomato, it could be bell peppers. So depending, like, so you, yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. so some people are allergic to nightshades and they may not know it. And who would imagine that they would be allergic to eggplant, right? It seems a, like a pretty innocuous thing. So I think learning a bit about nutrition is critical to your health. You cannot just say, well, it's a vegetable and I'm going to eat it it's not so simple. Like you really need to study a little bit about it and study what you're putting into your body and what it's doing to you. Yeah, that's a huge lesson. And I think, um, you know, all of us at some point, it's like, okay, we want to eat healthy, but I think it's, it's become complex where there's so many foods out there and each person is affected differently by the food. So your first thing you were talking about is like get a food sensitivity test, you know? And so if you have symptoms, you know, if your bowel movements are not okay and it's, it's averaging not okay more than it is. Okay. That's a good sign that maybe you should get a, you know, food sensitivity test. So that's really good advice too. It's a good place to start with your answers, right? Like you have some initial answers and then you can plan out the roadmap. But if you don't have the answers, you can't plan out the roadmap. So then you're kind of like zigzagging all over the road. Right, right. So if you want to come up with a plan that works for you, getting a food sensitivity test is a great start because it Mm -hmm. gives you some insight into your own body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you can't just like, you know, it's not cookie cutter, as we were saying. So no. I mean, I never would have like thought, oh, I'm allergic to tomatoes. I should stop eating them. Like that, that would never have crossed my mind in a million years, ever. Right. Right. Yeah. And probably many of us. I mean, I I don't think I am. Hopefully I'm not. But yeah, you don't know until you get one. So 
Wow. This is, that's a huge journey. And I I feel very lucky that you came to share that with me and the listeners and just being so honest about your journey. You know, it's it's, funny parts. Of course we can joke about it, but it's very real. And uh, your struggles are definitely big struggles, but you've made a lot of progress and the stamina. It's like that lesson to, you know, nurture yourself and don't beat yourself up and just, I love that also when you gave, uh, you know, your goodbye party or farewell party for the last month of eating the food you love. I mean, wow. It just sounds like you did everything right to, to pull yourself forward. So congratulations. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's a hard journey, but I encourage anybody who's on that same journey, like you can do it, just take it slow. That's great to leave with. So thank you so much, Alice. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShetler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.